Welcome to That Reality Show, the podcast where we take reality stars and find out what's really real. This week we've got Strictly Pro Dancer Neil Jones. You'll hear a little bit of this. When you start winning, then I'll start coming. So just work harder. (laughs) A little bit of that. Jane, you're not gay because we could go shopping together. And I was thinking whether I was gay or not gay, mum, there's no chance I'm going shopping with you. And a lot more of this. I was on uh, Britain's Got Talent first. <gasps> what? That's yes. not Wikipedia. He's Stephen Bailey. And she's Brandon Reed. And this, should we try and get it right for once? Is <laughs> no. <laughs> that reality that show. Reality show. Now, I know it's, what, about 18 weeks into lockdown now. Um, We all hate ourselves. We hate our partners. We hate our families. I've completed Netflix. What are you most looking forward to doing when this is all done? (laughs) Babe, honestly, do you know what all the things I used to whinge about? Like getting a train to a gig, hustling for work. I can't wait to fucking do it again. I am bored to death. Like, thank God we have the most positive guest ever today because I today's the day it hit me. Oh, I've just I'm, sneezed. I'm so I've just I've just I've just done a sneeze. That's the most exciting thing that's happened all day. Carry on. <laughs> I mean, for God's sake, I'm trying to have a conversation when I've not had one in weeks. <laughs> you're sneezing mid-sentence for fuck's sake yeah i'm just over it today i've got no joy in myself with it today and i thought should i that or should i pretend to be a bit more positive but i actually think our 12 listeners will appreciate the truth see i've been doing what tom reed wilson told us to do, do you remember that when he said you wake up and for the first sort of 20 minutes if you're in a bad mood you sort of fake it till you make it and um yeah if anything I'm more annoying to the people around me. I'm like a red coat. I'm like, morning. And they're like, shut up, please. But also, knowing you, it decreases during the day, whereas I imagine Tom maintains a level. I bet you're like, <laughs> yeah. good morning, good morning. And then your poor girlfriend's like, well, he starts like this and he'll be dragging me down in an hour. <laughs> yeah. By the time Holmes Under the Hammer's finished, I'm literally... <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fighting myself in the mirror, shadow boxing. Oh, Stacey Dooley was talking about Homes Under the Armour today. Was she? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's not a guest on our show. We, we're not big enough yet. But I mean, I, I also don't was. think that she's, you know, going to an auction in Luton, cobbling together 100 grand. I imagine she's got a lovely house and she doesn't need anyone creeping around it like Dion Dublin, ex-footballer, now presenter. Babe, I think she lives in Brighton. I don't think she lives in Luton anymore, split up. Yeah, like, I don't know much about her. Um, I do know that she probably lives in Brighton. (laughs) She's just got that vibe, Um, you know. How are you doing with lockdown? I'm just, I'm, I'm so done with it. I feel like it's not even me. I feel I'm just pissing everyone off. I speak to my mum, I'm pissing her off. I speak to my girlfriend, pissing her off. I look at the dog, she gives me a fucking dirty look. Like, I just feel like I'm annoying everyone. <laughs> well, well, let's get into it for a minute. We've got time. What do you think you're doing? Existing. I think anything, me breathing, my little tits just 
flopping around the place. I feel I'm asking everyone too much. What are you doing today? Because I'm just trying to create something. I know. Like, Every you day you text doing? me and go, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm going to text him <laughs> what I want to be doing. Is that what you're doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm going for an audition. I'm going for a meeting. I'm going to film a show in the evening. I'm going to get shit faced. Oh, did you hear that? That was a train that going thing. by. I mean, that's the most oh, exciting thing that's happened to me in the past month. And you're not even here to witness it. I know. Do you know, as well, I keep thinking, um, like, I must say what's annoying me is all these celebrities that are like, guys, just stay home, stay safe. Do you know when they've all got, like, a six-bed mansion and their back garden looks like a national park? Yeah, and they're doing all these sponsored ads. And then, like, stay yeah. safe, guys, just stay indoors. Yeah, it's like, oh, look at, like, I don't know, look at this new, like, honey cream lube I've got. And it's like, you've been paid five grand to say that. <laughs> I'd do it for free. Honey cream lube. Yes, please. Uh-huh. Um, I'll tell you one thing that has, has filled my life. For I shouldn't have binged it, but I did. On Netflix, have you seen this new reality show called Too Hot to Handle? I haven't seen it, but my friend worked on it, so I know about it. Oh, well, it's like Love Island, but with the sex. Oh, well, without the sex. The premise is... Loads of hot people from all around the world are put in a resort, very much like Love Island, but not Love Island. And then there's an Alexa who's replaced the presenter, and they basically go, you can't get fingered. And then if you do, you get money taken off you. Oh, my God. So my question to you before we get cracking is... What's that? If you put on a little resort, right, there's no cameras, but we've got, like, Mark Wright... We've got, who else do you fancy? Me, Zac I'm there, Efron. obviously. Zach Efron's there. Oh, um, do you know, a few of them. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all the fitties. And if they said, if you don't touch them for the next four weeks, you can have 100 grand. And which, but if you do, say it's three grand for a snog, 10 grand for a wank. 15 for a blozzer and 20 for full full bum fun. How much do you reckon you'd have by the end of the four weeks? Do you know, I'm not very good at maths, but I think I'd do each of those things once to Zac Efron and still walk away with 50 grand. <laughs> I don't. I think you'd be in debt. I think you'd come away. You'd, you'd be owing them. Honest, the one thing that this has taught me, this like lockdown isolation, and essentially that show is an isolation premise, is the last thing I want is to be near the same people over and over and over again. I mean, my poor boyfriend has not been touched in weeks. <laughs> is he like a museum sort of gallery piece where it's like, you can't go behind the red rope, don't touch it? <laughs> it really, I mean, we get in bed at night and he comes in for a cuddle and I'm like, you've crossed the line. <laughs> Consent, look it up. <laughs> I have said that to him. I went, I don't consent to this cuddle. All right, back off. Um, shall we get cracking into this chat? Yeah, I think we should. They've heard enough of our shit. Yeah, we've said the word so, Willy about 20 times. So who have we got this week? So this week we've got Strictly's Neil Jones.
I saw this online that you two during lockdown were in a bath together, and I thought, I know you don't know me, Neil, but I thought, where's my invite? <laughs> yeah, see, that's what they need to change. They need to change that actually with these lives, you can get more than two people on. Then, then definitely would happen. We have to do it on house party. <laughs> so and also, you... I would just like to say, babe, it was Ginger's Unite that day. That is true. I, oh, if you're not Ginger, yeah, sorry, you can't come in. I mean, I've got a ginger fleck in the old beard if I grow one, but thats it's not proper ginger, is it? It's not bullied at school, Ginger. Yeah, exactly. If you're not being no, no, for the bullying, get out of my bath. Yeah. Is that how you've been surviving lockdown? Have you been getting people in your bath? <laughs> I only wish. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, actually, I've been, I've been getting on with so many things because I just moved into a new apartment in January and I went on tour so I literally had no furniture. So I've literally been doing up my flat. It's almost finished now. I'm loving it. And what have you been doing to it? Just painting walls, ordering stuff off Ikea? I've been ordering stuff, ordering new furniture, putting up pictures. Like I'm doing the balcony at the moment. Um, it's like Christmas presents are coming in every single day. I love it. Christmas presents. Neil, you're the most yourself. positive Oh, on, Neil, you're the most... Sorry. Um, we're not used to this yet, Neil. Normally, we're used to being sat in a cafe or inviting ourselves around to your house and doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely has to happen. <laughs> oh, we're definitely going to do it. We've got to bring you a housewarming. I was just wondering, cause Neil, you're the most positive man on the planet in a normal situation. And has does it drop at all during corona? Because you're isolating on your own as well. You've just got you and your dog. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm actually loving it. I'm. This is me. I travel on my own. I like to go around to different countries. Um, so for me, I'm actually enjoying every moment of it. Um, and hopefully it's going to continue for a lot longer. <laughs> so let's go back to the beginning then. Right okay. from... Because obviously you're a brilliant trained dancer. I came to see you uh what this last strictly it was great i've never been to see it before it was the first episode i've ever watched and i watched it live but obviously when you first started dancing that wasn't your intention was it to be on a reality show that hadn't even been invented yet um so what age did you start dancing well actually i started dancing when i was about three or four um and then i continued for a little bit and then it was my sister that started dancing and she started winning trophies. So that was the real reason why I got into dancing, because I just wanted to win trophies. That's all it was about. <laughs> you do know there's other ways you can do it. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could have got into anything else, but I was for some reason I was like, no, 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 I'm going to do exactly what she's doing and make sure I win a lot more than what she ever wins. <laughs> and Neil, is she still dancing? No, she um, she stopped dancing when she was about, I'd say, 14. She discovered boys. And then as soon as she discovered boys, dancing was out of the window. It was gone. Does she ever look at you now and be like, if I'd carried on, I could be on Strictly? <laughs> Do you know, we always laugh because I've got quite a few brothers and sisters. So um, one of my brothers lives in Dubai, who I'm really jealous of because he's got great weather all the time and a swimming pool. Then my other brother was a jockey. Um, my other brother is a police officer, which he, he absolutely loves it. And with my sister, when everyone asks her, well, what does she do? She's great at making babies. She has five kids. 
And I always said, if I have a child, I'm just going to leave my child with her for 18 years. <laughs> I think that's a really good parenting technique, actually. I, I think it's great. Pick them up. I just, she can give me the bill as we go along. That's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> So with your sister dancing when she was younger and winning trophies and then you getting into dancing, are you from like a performery like family? Have you got like a pushy mum? No, not at all. Like my mum was always this one that she would let us do whatever we wanted to do. So I was doing a lot of sports like football, judo. Um, I was doing all sorts. So she would take us to all of these things. And uh, I would never say she was pushy. She would just be really supportive of us. And as it went on, and I was dancing some of these major competitions and she actually didn't come to see them. And I'd be like, mom, are you going to come and watch this one? And she was like, well, is your result going to be any better? And I was like, well, I don't know. And she was like, well, when you start winning, then I'll start coming. <laughs> so just work harder. So <laughs> she was, she was, a, she was kind of hard, a hard parent to me, but I loved it. She gave me tough love. What is the career plan in your head? Because obviously it strictly wouldn't have existed when you started. So what do you think you're going to end no. up doing as a dancer? Um, actually, at the beginning, you're, you're not even thinking about all of that. You're, so I was just thinking about winning. And I remember turning around when I was in like practice sessions and I used to just say to the guy that used to play all the music for us, I, I just told him like, one day I'm going to be a world champion. And I remember him kind of like laughing at me. So in my, my theory was, I'm going to be a world champion. I'm going to be known as the best dancer in the UK and win everything. And then after that, I'm just going to start teaching other people how to dance. And I'll do shows and stuff like that. Like you said, I wasn't thinking about Strictly. I remember actually there was one year, I want to say it was 2009, that I went on to Strictly with Kevin Clifton. So we were both competitors back then. We went on to Strictly to do a performance with another group. And they kept getting us to wear like all these colorful outfits. And we were so against it because we were like, well, we're, we're serious dancers. We don't want to look stupid. Like in our industry, they're going to laugh at us if we wear this stuff. And I remember one of the producers saying to us, like, no, it's really important. We need more color. So, and we're looking around and there's like a bright green, a bright yellow, a bright orange. And then on me, I look down and I'm wearing this really dull red. And I just looked at myself and said to the producer, all right, so you've got bright green, bright yellow, bright orange. And look at me. I'm in Bordeaux. Like, what's this about? <laughs> so we... We, we went in the producers so much. In the end, they gave in and gave us a black outfit. So we wore all black. And the guy who was with us, who kind of asked us to do the job for him, he was like, please don't, don't mess this up, guys. Like, this is really important to me. You know, I really want to do this show. And I remember saying to him, well, we all did. We were like, well, we don't care. We're serious dancers. We don't care about this strictly. Like, we're just, all we care about is our competition world. And then it's so funny that both me and Kevin ended up being on Strictly, so. <laughs> because that's a big thing, isn't it, in the dance world, like the costumes that you get to wear, because some of them are full on, especially when you see, like, wow. Anne Widdicombe dressed in, like, see-through <laughs> mesh and things like that. Now, 
I used to go to like dance schools when I was like about three or four, not because I wanted yeah. to be a dancer. I think my mum just wanted me out of the house. And you get shoved in these outfits. And then as you get a bit older, you, you become really self-aware, don't you? You're going like, oh God, yeah. I'm wearing this like flamenco pink top. Um, how did you find it going through like your teenage years when you had to be around that side of the thing? Because when you're at school, people have such a, a different view of what dancing is. Yeah. yeah, well, we me and Stephen were talking about this, that it was it was really hard because it wasn't so much the the other classmates that used to pick on me, it was my teachers. Because <laughs> my teachers, every time I'd get something wrong at school, my teacher would just turn around to me and say, if you would stop wearing so much sequence, maybe you'd know the answer <laughs> to the question. You know, so, um, yeah, it wasn't easy because that's all everyone was saying. Like, if they wanted to pick on me, they'd be like, oh, here comes Neil and his lycra, you know. Um, so you kind of you kind of got used to it. But, again, being a, being a ginger, being a redhead, um, being a dancer, everything was thrown at you. As you got older, and for instance, like judges might not mark you or things like that, you didn't care. It just went over your head. And even nowadays with press, it, it, it doesn't do anything to me. They could literally say what they want, and I wouldn't care. I love that. Do you, I do. And Neil, do you think it's like, do you think it's all the endorphins? Because dance is exercise. So do you think it's all that why you're so positive and able to have that attitude? Yeah, actually, do you know? No, do you know what I think it is as well? I think it is down to my mum, because my mum has always been. She's always worked really hard. My mum and dad got divorced when I was like three, so my mum was taking care of four kids on her own, and um, she never, she never complained. She just got on with everything, and everything that would ever happen. For instance, if it was snowing. And, you know, on the news, they'd be saying, like, don't go outside if you don't have to, you know, stay at home. And I had a competition to get to. My mum was like, oh, come off it. I used to drive in worse in Germany. Let's get going. And we would just go to the competition. So my mum was always this type that's stop complaining, get on with it. Everything can happen. Let's do it. So I think that kind of rubbed off on all of us. And when I think about all my brothers and sisters, we, we're all like that we all just get on with things we don't complain we just make it happen so do you think that your mum if your mum wasn't like that do you think you would have become like a professional brilliant super famous world-renowned dancer you know with these things you never know you never know i was watching a movie the other day um what's it uh tonya do you know, the figure skater. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was watching that, and after I finished watching it, and you just saw everything that her mum did to her, so it was completely the opposite. Her mum was just always on her case, was beating her, things like that. And then you, you turn around afterwards and just think to yourself, now, would she have been as great as she was if she didn't go through that? It's just one of these things that you'll never know. Yeah. I always think as well, like, my mum and dad were always like, get a proper job, like work in a bank, be a lawyer, be a translator. And I didn't do that. And I was like, I'm going to do this job just to spite you and prove you wrong. And I will buy a house thanks to comedy. See, yeah. mine yeah. was the opposite, where my mum and dad, I could turn up and be like, mum, dad, I'm a drug addict. And my mum would be like, well done. You keep going. Be the best one. Like, so supportive. <laughs> My dad would be upstairs getting me a belt for some heroin. <laughs> like, it's, it, 
it's wow. so weird how you, your parents influence you, isn't it? Like, because there's some that, you know, where if your parents treat you like shit, you become a better person. But also, if you get showered with love, it can make you sit on your ass all day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've noticed that. I've noticed that a lot as a, as a teacher. Uh, I teach a lot less now. Um, and that's mainly because <laughs> because of the parents. Um, oh. Because some of the kids that you're training, they're great dancers, but you just see that sometimes the parents get in the way. The parents are the ones that are maybe giving them fa- false ideas. They're telling them, oh, no, you're amazing. Don't worry. And then the kid's getting tired. Oh, okay, you should go and rest now. And then you're going, no, there's a fine line of them actually being tired or them being lazy. And at the moment, your, your child's lazy. Your child's not tired. Your child's lazy. And they need I pushing a little bit more. I would be that Would you? <laughs> yeah, I'd be the one be like, oh, I've, I've hurt my thigh. And you'd be like, you've stood up. And I'd be like, I know I'm tired. I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had, I had a kid once that was doing some pull-ups. And I think he did like two. And they were supported. And he was like, no, I think I've torn my muscle. He hadn't torn his muscle. It was just the first time he did a pull-up. So yeah, it was um, yeah, it was a little bit like that. I say kid, he was nineteen. So <laughs> when it comes to dating, because my dear friend Brennan here is a straight boy, but everyone yeah. thinks he's gay because he's theatrical, and <laughs> a lot of girls always thought he was gay, and so the, he'd get friend zoned before he'd even have a chance to get like fingering on. Oh no. Was it the same with you because of the dancing? No, do you know what's really weird actually in the Latin and ballroom world? Um, somehow there seems to be a lot of straight guys. Um, so we never, there was never that issue. My mum always wished I was gay. Uh, um, she was always like, oh, such a shame you're not gay because we could go shopping together. And I was thinking, <laughs> whether I was gay or not gay, mum, there's no chance I'm going shopping with you because you take it forever. <laughs> Just having a wonder around Tesco, looking at as the George clothes with your mum because you're um, gay. Oh, oh, my God, no chance. Babe, if he was gay, <laughs> not shopping at Asda George. Well, what's your excuse? <laughs> yeah, <we're>... Primark's <laughs> finest. <laughs> Primani, Primani. I love Primark. I honestly can't wait to wear it in the audience as I cheer you on this year, Neil. Yes, yes. Because, um, yeah. What's what? Like when I went to go and see it, it's so glitzy and it's such a sort of national treasure of a show. Now, when you first sort of found out about Strictly, and then. Yeah obviously got called up because I don't know how it works. Do you just get a call and you go, you're on, you're on the show. You're now a pro. Um, and you go, what goes through your head? Like, woo. And you take your outfit out of the closet and you run there. And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, actually it's kind of funny because when, when we get asked, um, I'd been doing a little bit of work with them through Kevin. So uh, Kevin Clifton called me up and he said that one of the other pros was an, in, I think he didn't have his visa or something like this. So would I be able to come to rehearsals just while they're doing the group dances to stand in? So I did that. And then from that, one of the producers then asked me, am I interested to be on the show? Um, and then at that point in time, I couldn't because I was still competing quite a bit. But I did say to them I was interested. Um, and then I think it was about two years later that um, I was given, the, yeah, they asked me to come on again. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm there. 
And who was your first? Because obviously, once you're entering that, you're. It's not just the world of dance anymore, is it? It's the world of TV. Yeah. Did it blow your mind? Because it, it does work differently, doesn't it? Like, pull your face this way for the camera and all that shit. Yeah, I had. Well, I, I don't know if you guys know, but I had a little. I had a little touch with it because I was on uh, Britain's Got Talent first. <gasps> what? That's yes. not on Wikipedia. <laughs> yes. Go check me out. I had a crew cut and everything. What happened? Tell us. What did you do? I'm obsessed now. So, so we. I think I want to say it was 2013. I want to say that um, we went on there. Uh, um, actually, it was a friend of mine. He wanted to go on Britain's Got Talent. Um, and he did. Can you remember the show Got to Dance? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he did Got to Dance first. And then um, through talking to one of the producers, um, they were like, well, look, we're looking for like, we want like a dance troupe, but we don't want another hip hop one. We want like a Latin and ballroom one. So this guy was like, okay, I think I can put one together. So he contacted me and cause he's a good friend of mine and said, um, would I be able to do some choreography for their dance troupe? And I said, yeah, I can, but um, only for one thing. And that's if you make sure that I'm in the troupe as well. Um, so, and that troupe was called Kings and Queens. So, um, yeah, you can Google that one. And, uh, yeah, we went all the way to the semifinals. Oh, my God. I'm a bit in awestruck here. You've done it all. You've done all the best shows. <laughs> that, that, was, and that was my first, first walk-in with, like, TV. That was when I started working and then understanding, oh, this is how it all works and what you've got to do in that. And do you like the TV I, side of it? Because obviously you're very, like, you're very recognisable now. So has that changed things? Um, you know, I do enjoy the TV side of things because um, I actually really enjoy filming. So I like making, like, little short, short dance films. And um, even on my days off, like, before I was going to London Film Academy and I was just trying to understand more about editing um so i do have a love for it so you normally find me even on strictly i might be around the camera guys or in different areas just trying to understand things about what they're doing and do you love the other side as well because obviously this is fun being creative finding the camera angles seeing how it looks good but do you like because i think me and steven sort of like it but then it's also got its downsides do you love sort of being famous um see this is the thing like when when I get from people or someone will say something about a celebrity or something like that, I, I, I still don't see myself in that light. I, I still don't think I'm famous. I don't see myself as a celebrity. I just see myself as a normal person who's on a massive TV show, dancing, like doing something I've done all my life. Um, it's, yeah, you know, it comes with all this stuff with press. But like I said before, it just goes over my head. I, I really don't care about all of that stuff. And then if like now with all everything that's going on with the coronavirus, um, if I've got things sent through and someone's like, could you make this post and help me with that? Then I'm like, yeah, I'm happy to help whatever I can do. You know, if it, if it supports somebody else or helps somebody that's in need, I'm up for it. 
how does the rest of the dance world look at Strictly? Like, is there a story like me and Brendan are comedians on Celebrity Coach Trip and the shitty looks we get of comedians for doing that, <laughs> I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually actually yeah it's really funny because so i have with uh katia and uh three others we have a dance studio together in our in our hometown where we live we lived before um so everybody that has dance schools they look up at strictly it's a great thing because it brings in so much business to the studios um really without strictly there wouldn't be as much work as there is out there and especially in the UK, but around the world as well, because there's so many versions of Strictly everywhere. Um, I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of people in the dancing business who do look down on the show and they say it's not proper. It's not real. Um, but with all of that, I always just say they're bitter. <laughs> it's because they haven't been asked to be on it. <laughs> if they've been asked to be on it. They would say it's the greatest show going. Because with the show, like obviously you're yeah. spending lots of time with your different partners and there's like a big old family of professionals. What's it actually like in terms of like, because on the surface it seems like everyone's having the best time, but surely working together, like me and Stephen, we lived together during the lockdown for a week and I almost need him in the nuts. But there must be some times when you get, you get a bit frustrated and, and tensions are high because people have been so competitive. Um, you, you know, you can you can get moments like there's so many massive personalities on the show. It, it, like in a whole, we all do get on really well. Um, even like OT, we were playing games with OT and another friend in America who's on the same show over there. We were on house party last night, and we, I don't know, we were, we were playing games until about two in the morning. Um, so we're talking between us out all the time, um, and of course, there's moments we're, we're competitive. You know, we all want to do well. So each week, yeah, we are applauding each other. We're really happy when someone does a great job. But also on the same side, we want to get the scores. We want to get the high <laughs> scores. So there's a double side to it. But we, in general, we all get on so well. I have a question that obsesses me every year. Who Do you pick the song you dance to? And what if someone picks the same song as you? How Like, do you flip a coin? <laughs> Actually, it's really funny because um, what happens is at the beginning, we don't know who we're getting. We have no idea. Like, what you see on TV is what happens. Um, so when when it comes to the music, I think it's the first two weeks, they actually tell us what we're going to be um, listening to and what music we're going to pick. That happens and we have no say in it whatsoever, which is fine because we don't know who we're getting, so it's not a problem. But then when it comes to um, week three, week four, they start asking us, okay, you can put music choices in now. So uh, I, I spoke a lot to Alex, my partner, and I was just to her, what, you know, what type of music, what's your favorite music, you know, what would you want? Send me over some things and I'll tell you what dancers they are. So we'd put them forward. And and you would get some weeks, you'd be from the producers, um, okay, yeah, love this song. And they're like, uh, actually, we can't because we're using this song already. Or we're, we're planning this song for week seven for another couple. So then, you know, you know the show's a bigger, there's a bigger picture on the show. So you're like, okay, not a problem. Um, but sometimes we, we would joke, I think it was last year um, with Paso, that it was the week before Blackpool and, or two weeks before. And I definitely, I was like, look, if we make it to Blackpool, I want to do Paso with Alex. 
and I'd got a great song. So I put the song in and they were like, okay, okay. And they're like, yeah, this is really nice. And then they came back to me and went, uh, the only issue is, you know, um, Katia has got, is got a song from the same artist the week before Blackpool. So I don't think it's going to be right because the sounds would be too much the same. <laughs> so I, I just kept joking. I was like, no, you can't give that to her. No, no, no. Give it to me. Just tell her she can't have it <laughs> like this. So we were like all joking <laughs> around, but um, yeah, it's, it's all fun and laughs because there's such a big team on Strictly that they all try and put everything in there and make everything work for each other that you trust them. You know, you trust that they they trust us that we can do the dancing and you just trust them that they, they know what they're doing when it comes to music and what the audience wants to hear. So you guys were actually, you were together at the beginning of isolation. Like you were living together. Yeah. Stephen moved in with me for a week and we ate wow. probably our body weight in in chocolate and crisps, and then we needed to. Was it just the two of you then? And my girlfriend. Oh, oh! You've got the hot girlfriend, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> She's literally yeah. sat here. She was she was sat here in a bit of a lockdown mood, and now she is doing cartwheels and pasodobles and bloody all sorts. <laughs> I love that. She's dead happy. Yeah, because. Yeah, because I actually sent, didn't, is this the, yeah, I think this is the one when I sent to Stephen, I was like, please tell me she's single, please tell me she's single, and he went, (laughs) no, she's not. Well, Uh, I mean, let's let's check in in two weeks at the end of lockdown, I reckon you might be fine. (laughs) (laughs) I could have really ruined your relationship there, Brennan. I mean, I'm doing a pretty good job of it already. So, Neil, um, when we have a guest on, we have three questions that we like to ask them at the end. Will you answer them for us? Of course. So the first one is, if you had your reality experience again, would you do it the same way? 100% yes. I'm all about, I kept it real and that's all I cared about. So, yeah, definitely. No changes. Hmm. Beside your own reality show, obviously, what reality show would you love to do? Oh, um, we were talking about this. Um, I would definitely love to do SAS. <gasps> I would Great love answer. to do that show. It is you so have good. Like, to because get on that love, show. It's, it's so incredible. Like I'm watching it at the moment, and especially because I know quite a few of them on there, um, and also, so a lot of my family members are from the army and my cousin is SBS. So he actually knows the, the main guys on it because they train together. So, and he's always saying to me, Neil, you need to do this show because like I used to do training with my cousin and he's like, you would kill everything. But yeah, I'd lo- I love shows like that. I love it. Push you to the edge. Someone's screaming in your face. Like <laughs> that reminds me of childhood. Right. That reminds I'll me of an argument I had last night. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come and scream in your face. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave off the lube. Don't, why did I say that? I have to. <laughs> <laughs> Brennan, do you want to do the last question? It's your favourite. It is my favourite question. Ooh. Neil, 
Are you happy? Yeah. Am I happy? <laughs> I love this. Yeah, I'm really happy. I'm, I'm, I'm loving life at the moment. I'm, I'm just upset that isolation is going to stop sometime or another. Like, even <laughs> if this coronavirus goes, we just like, we just like pretend. Like, just pretend to me that it's still going on. Unless people in no, the streets. Babe. When this is finished, I'm having a bath in your actual bath. Oh, actually, yeah, we've been talking about that with a few friends that because I've been doing up my apartment, that literally everyone is going to come over and we're just going to have a house party for three weeks. I'll tell you, he's not coming. Who, my bloody girlfriend. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bring her my plus one instead of you. Yes, yes. <laughs> Look at him doing his guy laughing, he's really crying. Oh, how do we keep picking these lovely people? I want to get someone on who's right enough. And also, everyone speaks more eloquently than we could ever dream of. They all just seem to live these lovely, happy lives. Some of them single, some of them not. Some of them, you know, at the height of their careers, some of them not. But they all just seem like they're, they're living their best lives. You know why that is, though, babe? Everyone's successful. We're the, we're the only two that aren't in our conversations. That is true. We're like the tea ladies of the, of the whole bloody set up where we're just like is everyone all right then we're bumbling around with our combined followers of seven i mean we do those shows where you either get booked once or they get cancelled after a year these lot are on these long-running shows no wonder they're fucking laughing (laughs) but neil is just so so nice and he's got his head screwed on yes he's obsessed with my girlfriend which made her fucking day and you know what It'd probably be a treat to let her loose on him. <laughs> give you a break, babe. She not give me a break. Give her a break from me. She's giving yeah. me the thumbs up. She, uh, uh, not she, Neil. I just what I like about Neil is so I only met him once at a sports brief thing, and he's just so nice and charming, and he's just got this smile where it was like you know when you stood there going, oh god, there's all these famous people that I don't know. Um, there's Annika Rice, and then he's just a beaming in the corner. I was like, I'll talk to him, he's smiling. Oh. So nice. And if we want to find him on like Instagram, what's his Instagram handle, Stephen? Oh, his Instagram handle is at Stephen's just finding it because it's a weird one. Okay, so he's at Mr. Underscore N Jones Official. Bloody hell, that is, he didn't get on Instagram quick enough, did he? That's the long one. <laughs> no, and Neil Jones, there's a plumber in Hull called that, and it, you can tell. Uh, yeah, and he's got the Instagram handle and he's done two posts. One's <laughs> yeah, of his yeah, tea yeah. and one's of his granddaughter that he can't see anymore. I'm actually going to find out before we end this, Brennan. Um, also, I'd like to take this time just to apologise um, to the listeners today because obviously we are doing it over the phone and the quality is not as good as when we're next to each other and I'm tickling your balls under a table. <laughs> but when we're apart, all we can do is just get on the phone or sometimes social media. What's yours, Stephen? What's your social media? Oh, 
What's your Instagram handle? Well, I'd hate to self-promote during a crisis, like all these celebrity, but I'm at Stephen Comedy. Um, if you love the podcast, share with your friends. It helps the podcast so, so much, and then we can get some really brilliant people. We've got some crackers coming up. Um, rate it on iTunes. Subscribe to it. Like it. Share it with a friend. Give it five stars. All of that bullshit. But please do it. Don't just sit there. If you sat there now, scrolling through your ex's Instagram, get off there and start bloody putting five stars, please. Thank you. And also, before we end the show, I would like to tell you that the real at Neil Jones has a private account, and I can't tell you anything about him except he has a girlfriend that wears sunglasses, and he has 493 followers, which I imagine are from people that thought he might be the real, real Neil Jones. Pointless. What a pointless man. And if you're listening, Neil Jones, give the Instagram (laughs) thing up. Go and sort your life out. But until then... Bye! Bye! (laughs) 